This is Channel 2 Radio, the Mindset Matters show with Zenat Noorani. Good morning to all you wonderful and beautiful people out there and welcome to the Mindset Matters Talk Radio. I'm your host, Zenat Narani, and a mental health and well-being coach and therapist. Here I am every Friday, same time, same place, talking everything around mental health and well-being. Now, first of all, I'd like to introduce my sponsor this month, Jason Morrell from Jade Window Cleaning and Support Services, based in Orpington, offering professional window cleaning to commercial properties throughout London, home counties and the South East. And he's the only window cleaning service that I know, Absales. Now, for those of you who don't know me, I'm absolutely passionate about working with people who want to better their personal and or professional life. I empower my clients to gain clarity by breaking through limiting beliefs, anxiety, stress, challenges that stop them living their life that they desire. Now, I believe that it's fundamental to develop self-awareness and have the tools in your back pocket and the strategies so that you can have them there at any point should you ever need them. So without further ado, if you want to find out more about me, uh, visit my website at zenatnarani.com or even better, why not book a um, free consultation with me? Now, just a reminder, due to the COVID, um, all interviews are pre-recorded and I just can't wait to get back to some sort of normality where I can start having my guests into the studio. So fingers crossed that everything goes well as we slowly start to move step by step out of this lockdown. Right, don't forget to tweet in your comments and shout outs to Zenat underscore Narani. And don't forget to use the hashtag msm radio talks in your post and don't forget to follow like and share right so what's going on this month lots of things are happening well from the 1st of march uh, to the 7th is eating disorder awareness a really huge area that affects many people globally and you know this is on the increase uh, i mean within i suppose the last year being in the lockdown the stats have absolutely shot up Eating disorder is so much more complicated than we know with so many different types of eating issues or illnesses. Now, we're going to hear more about this coming up after the break because my guest that I have on is Jenny Tome, who will talk about her story uh, of anorexia. Um, I myself posted um, just this week a video as my weekly insight that, um, you know, the importance of bringing about awareness And in that video, I also share a little sort of insight to my encounter with eating disorder. Okay, so what else is going on? Well, on the well, yesterday was University Mental Health Day, and as you can imagine, there is still a lot of stress and anxiety and depression amongst many, many students. Um, You know, this awareness is absolutely fundamental because it's to reach out to everyone that we know that is struggling and how we can support them. Now, back in at the beginning of February, I had the pleasure of having Kira Morrell on the show, and she talked openly about um, the impact of COVID on her mental health and university life. But she also shared some of her stories that she's heard from other students. So if you want to um, hear more about that, then please do go to my catch-up podcast. I will give those details later. And um, listen to that interview. It's really insightful and definitely worth a listen. Because as we know, things will not change unless we make the conscious change to do so. Right, so coming up on the 8th of March is Celebration International Women's Day. Recognising all the great women out there and who have made positive inspirational changes and achievements but it's also to recognize and know that each and every one of us amazing women um, you know that we can accomplish anything international women day is a global day celebrating the social economic cultural and political achievements of women the day also marks a call to action for accelerating gender parity 
Significant activities witnessed worldwide as groups come together to celebrate women's achievement or, or rally for women's equality. So mark this into your diaries. Let us know. Tweet, um, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Let's know what's going on and what you'll be doing to mark International Women's Day. Um, and yes, yeah, so on that note, I also, you know, just wanted to finally say that um, uh, yesterday I had the delight of Chandra Sharma from Tangent Office Resources come round to do my workplace assessment. It's a DSE assessment. Um, it's been long needed and I would highly recommend his services. Um the way he uh, went about measuring the tables, the distance of my chair to the to my laptop, the the where the mouse was situated, or you know the lighting, even the aspects of um, you know the comfort. So how much ventilation do you have? Heating, you know, is it cold in your room? All of these things matter. It affects your mental health and well-being. And there were things that he flagged up that I had no idea or perhaps I took for granted. So really, really important. If you haven't had a DSE assessment, highly recommended. Chandra Sharma, Tangent Offices. Um, he will come around. He will do the assessment, give you the advice and tips that you need to better your working place, whether that's in the office or you're working remotely and as we know, many of us are still working at home remotely and may do so for some time. So absolutely key to getting it done. Um, one of my things is my table's too uh, high or a little bit higher than it should be. And I'm pretty short, so I have dangling feet. Uh, so it's about getting, I need to invest in getting the right height of the stool and perhaps in the future investing in a desk. So that will better my posture because I do have injuries. So I need to take those into consideration. So, you know, this show is not just about um, stories and things like that, but it's also about what affects you daily with your mental health or your well-being so that you're functioning to the best possible your, yourself, the better you. Now, um, coming up, as I said, we're going to have... Um, Jenny Tomei on that to talk about eating disorders. Now, I was on uh, Clubhouse the other day and it was really interesting. I jumped into a room where they were actually talking about um, eating disorders and the types of it. Uh, I think there was over 200 people on there. It was incredible. The amount of people that are struggling with food um, and it's not really about the food. It's it's basically to do with the emotions that we have around food and our experiences, you know, our triggers, what caused us to kind of go down that line. And again, I'm I'm going to stop talking there on that topic because I know that um, Jenny has a lot of insight on that and she will be sharing that in the recording. Right. Um, please do tweet in. I'm just going to have a quick check on my Twitter and see who's been tweeting in. I always have to refresh this. And also, it'd be great to know, you know, what's been working for you? What changes, what positive changes have you made this week to um, inspire you? What's going great? What, what are your challenges? All of these things are... Um, important things to voice as well and share them amongst people because sometimes we don't realize until we actually hear about people's stories or challenges or successes and it's important to voice them and you know like I mentioned Clubhouse earlier on that's a great um, platform lots of different things yes there can be some that kind of drag on or not so great but it's about finding the right um, group for you, the right room, but also following the right people who can inspire you to self-develop, self-grow, whether it's in your business or in your personal life. I mean, I've been on there for about two months now and I have got so much for it in terms of my own personal development. And I will be um, hopefully launching in the next a month or so a room myself to support um, people around with mental health 
um, difficulties and uh, well-being. But not only that, you know, it's also for the people who have to, uh, you know, who are affected by their loved ones who are suffering from things like this or who have the anxiety. So how do they cope? You know, sometimes they don't know what to do, what to say. And that's that's tricky. It's a hard one because especially when you're it's a family member, you know, where do you step in to say to, you know, your partner or your cousin or your child that they're struggling and how do you approach it? And it's not easy. And, you know, going back to, um, you know, being university mental health um, day yesterday, I mean, it Yes, it was yesterday. That's when we bring about the awareness. But this needs to be constant. We constantly need to be thinking about this, especially now. How are these students going to be going back in? What encouragement are you going to be giving them? What support? But it's not just the parents. It's also the education system. What have they got in place to help them to go back into their educational sector? And this was the same when I spoke earlier up in January on the show about workplace. How are we going to support people who are going back into work? Right. I think that's enough from me. We're going to go into a short break um, because I'd love to put on this interview with Jenny. So it's about 30 minutes or so. So I want to make sure that you have enough time. So I just want to play a song by Katy Perry. It's a motivational song that reminds us it's never too late to shine. Even if you're feeling down in life, there's a brilliance inside of you just waiting to burst. So here we go. plastic bag, drifting through the wind, wanting to start again, do you ever feel, feel so paper thin, like a house of cards, one blow from caving in, do you ever feel, already buried deep, six feet under screens but no one seems to hear a thing, do you know that there's, still a chance for you, cause there's a spark in you, you just gotta
don't worry about the height, we'll get it right. Jade Window Cleaning and Support Services for all your commercial and residential window cleaning needs throughout London and the South East. Call us on 01689-885004 or email info at jwcss.com. Welcome to Mindset Matters, exploring mental health and well-being horizons with Sinat Nurani. This show is dedicated to offering insight, support and tips covering a range of topics related to addressing your mental health and well-being. Each week, guest experts and brave inspirational people share their personal journey and experiences about their recovery, bringing awareness and change to the importance of breaking through this long-standing negative stigma. And welcome back. I don't know about you, but I was literally just dancing around the studio, letting it rip. It was brilliant. I just absolutely love that song, you know. So what are you going to do today to let yourself fully burst and shine? You know, if you already know, do tweet in now. Tell us what you are going to do that's going to inspire you, motivate you or someone else. And if not, tweet in later. That will be fantastic. Okay, so without further ado, uh, let's hear what Jenny had to say. Today, I'd like to welcome Jenny Tomei, personal trainer, nutritionalist, therapist, and she holds the NCFED diploma in eating disorders. She's also a qualified pre and postnatal trainer, running coach, and helps her clients who struggle with weight management. Now, Jenny's going to share her journey when she suffered with anorexia nervosa, I hope I've pronounced that right, uh, for over six years, but has made a full recovery. Her passion now is to guide and help others who are currently struggling with eating disorders and disordered eating, and to help spread the awareness about the importance of early intervention of eating disorders. Jenny will empower you to overcome disruptive eating habits, help you to improve your relationship with food, optimize your digestion and lead a healthy and happy life. Welcome Jenny, it's great to have you on the show. Yeah, hi, Zena. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. <laughs> you know, eating disorders and disordered eating is such a huge issue that affects, you know, a person's relationship, from what I understand, with food and body image. I mean, from my own experiences, as you know, um, that eating disorders have, ex- you know, um, have excessive thoughts. Uh, people have excessive thoughts on food, their body, their weight, their shape, and how to control their intake of food. Um, and they they include things like anorexia, binge eating, bulimia. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. There are specific, you know, sort of criteria that you can fall into. So there's categories of binge eating disorder, uh, bulimia, and anorexia. So they're diagnosed. They're, they're clinical strict criteria for those certain types of eating disorder. Right. And before I get the listeners to know a little bit about yourself, um, you you know, I see eating disorders and disordered eating. Uh, for our listeners who's not sure about those two, you know, because they kind of look the same, you've just kind of moved the words in front of each other. What's the difference? Yeah, so it's funny enough, I was having a discussion with someone about this, as I feel like I see um, this term a lot, especially on social media, and it shouldn't be confused with the sort of proper de- you know, description of a clinical significant eating disorder. Mm-hmm. because sometimes you know people get them sort of muddled up um because it's about the frequency and the severity of the behavior and if it's linked to body image concerns that's an eating disorder um nice. like disordered eating is someone that could you know that is depressed and just doesn't want to eat um kind of things like that it's a, it's a term that has been thrown around a lot mm-hmm. and i see it a lot on social media um but yeah you could have disordered eating just by being depressed and not wanting to eat right that's really interesting because i didn't really understand those two and i kind of had to google that and i thought well if i don't understand it there's probably a lot of people out there who also don't understand it because yeah when i look back at my um sort of journey um as a professional figure skater and just before that i would say then i had eating disorder not disordered eating which is interesting and I would have never 
use those terms so yeah no thank you for clarifying that because i think that's really really important so you know we're diagnosing i suppose correctly as well yes yes that's huge yes for sure it's always remember those three categories of the diagnosis what we just explained about before Mm. so jenny tell our listeners a little bit about you in your journey and how you came to do what you do yeah sure of course uh, I mean, I've always I've always been interested in fitness. I always loved fitness. So, um, you know, when I was at university, I, I went to Greenwich University. I, I studied a business studies degree, but unfortunately, you know, when I was uh, right, yeah, around the age of nineteen, I was going through a really bad time at university, and you know, I, I you know I dropped a lot of weight. It was a high lot of stress going on, and other certain aspects that were going on in my social life. And, you know, I was going through a really bad time. And then, you know, I got through university. And then when I turned 23, that was when I went into um, therapy, actually, for the anorexia. So there was a long time until I didn't get seen Mm -hmm. or or diagnosed. And it went on for a while. That's why I'm really passionate about early intervention and catching people early. Um, Because, yeah, you know, it it was a really tough time. And then, you know, I was very in denial at first when I went into um, my therapy at 23 and you know and that's kind of made me who I am today and like why why I want to go into helping other people why I studied nutrition because I, I wanted to learn how to take care of my body better and I love being able to teach and educate others mm. on, on how to do that now because there's so many misleading messages out there that's thanks to the internet and social media. so there's always positives and negatives I mean and with you experiencing that um in you know your as a young person I mean first of all that's gonna sort of uh, resonate with so many young people right now um during this COVID time the pandemic we're having you know the university and the struggles that having um I know that there are people suffering right now with um these kind of symptoms eating disorders disordered eatings but for you i mean what was it that kind of triggered you to have that change and what effect did it have on your mental health and well-being so what triggered me kind of to go into therapy and, and make a change yeah so what yes so what kind of what was the point where you suddenly went oh i need to seek help very good question um i mean at first obviously of course i was very in denial that i had any issue i was very adamant that i had no issue whatsoever um but i obviously did have an issue and, and i had a pretty bad eating disorder um it's funny really i was with my i was living with my ex uh, boyfriend at the time and he knew that i had he knew that i had a problem you know he knew that i, I had an eating disorder um i remember it he sat me down on the sofa and he oh, I don't think he went about it in the best way, um, but he kind of said, you know, you have an eating disorder. And he was, you know, he was literally, he shouted at me, said, you have an eating disorder. And I was like, well, I was like, what is that? I don't even know what that is. Mm. Um, I was like, no, I don't. And like, um, I mean, this probably is going to sound really bad, but he actually technically probably saved, he, you know, he saved my life. He threatened to leave me if I didn't go seek help. That's what he did. And at the time, I couldn't think about losing him so I was like okay I'll go seek help that was the turning point wow it's amazing isn't it so like you said (laughs) it probably wasn't the way to tell you but then for you it worked because you're saying that it you know it was your turning point it kind of triggered something uh for others possibly not no I mean I think everyone's sort of reason you know to go in is different and everyone but for me I just I think that I was so in denial I needed that like mm-hmm. he, he my, my parents didn't really know what to do they were they were very fearful they didn't know how, how to handle the situation I was obviously very unwell I was very underweight and he you know he, he forced me to go into therapy and by all means I didn't want to go I didn't mm-hmm. even I even lied to him about receiving a call from the assessment center about going in I didn't want to go but then he found out about it and he made me go oh yeah he found out about it so basically held your hand and (laughs) yeah he literally dragged me to that assessment center but I I, that is what I needed I was so in denial that I had a problem that's what I needed 
Yeah. And, and I'm glad that he did that, although I hated it. I disliked him at the time for it. Oh. Yeah, because yeah. you're not seeing that, are you? The, the bigger picture, you've you kind of narrowed down. And how, yeah. I mean, in that process, obviously before that, was it affecting your your day-to-day life, uh, your mental state, your physical state, and, and the way you were, um, I suppose, functioning day-to-day? Yeah, def- definitely. I mean, um, I wasn't working um, at the time. I was actually trying to find a job, um, and I found that very stressful. Uh, when I came out of university, I just couldn't find anything. Um, and I think everything just got worse from there and out because I wasn't getting anywhere in my life. I couldn't find a job. And, like, I had more time on my hands. I had more time to exercise. I was doing that. Um, you know, I, I just – everything in my life revolved around food, everything. It was all controlled because I had nothing I had nothing else going on in my life. It was the one thing that I had to hold on to. It was the one thing that was keeping me going um, at the time. So, yeah. yeah. So when you, when we think about – this and your experience um you know what i would like you to tell our listeners in terms of you know you talk about and i know this as well we talk about control we control the food what's the reason behind this i mean for me personally control gave me a sense of power because at the time i just didn't feel like i had control over anything in my life i couldn't get a job that annoyed me you know i couldn't you know uh you know i was playing sport at the time i got annoyed when i i don't know when i i lost at things where i didn't do well i was like oh well at least i have control over this it made me feel powerful it gave me a sense of like power Mm. that was for me personally and i think the majority would um relate to that as well because Mm -hmm. especially during now right like this obviously this situation covid it's just completely out of our hands what's the one thing that we can control right now oh our food our food absolutely and that just that just that is just like oh that's the one thing that we can hold on to that we can control right now and i'm sure that many people feel that way yeah Um, and it's such a comfort thing as well yeah of course i mean i mean food is a comfort anyway like uh, you know that's and that's fine but obviously there's there's drawing a line where it comes to the point where is it going on too much Mm. um you know because we, we shouldn't feel bad for indulging in the foods that we love it's about everything in moderation but obviously there's a fine line where it comes to a place where it may you know is it turning into an eating disorder or not yeah and, and for you i'm slightly backtracking here but what was your triggers that led you down this path what to helping other people no 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 for when you went through anorexia and you started um kind of not eating or you know all those kind of things what led you what was the trigger point for you to start doing that sure um i've always thought this myself actually and kind of having thinking about about that and having a discussion with my uh, parents over that is that when i was in sixth form i think i started to slowly reduce my food intake um around that sort of time um i think one of my i I honestly believe that one of my friends um at the time she had a bit of you know she wouldn't eat very well or she would skip certain foods and i think at the time i I had quite i didn't know what anxiety was right at the time so Mm -hmm. (laughs) i obviously do have anxiety and i I suffer with it and i suffer with it still now but i didn't know what anxiety meant when i was in sixth form Um, so generally I didn't know how to deal with that and I think food was my way of coping and then I saw my friend sort of you know she started to eat less and I think it all kind of my eating became a little bit muddled let's just say around that sort of time and then when I went to university um, I I went to a private school but I came out of my private school into university and it was a massive change for me I think I felt I was I was quite sheltered I felt and I went into sort of university and I was just not ready for it. I was like overwhelmed. Um, I, I couldn't cope. And then there was a lot of emotional abuse, actually, that I got from a tennis coach, funnily enough. Okay. Um, so there was emotional abuse from him. And that really had an impact on my self-esteem and confidence. And then my weight just plummeted then. Mm-hmm. So there are lots of different triggers. So lots of different this, triggers. There's no one. You can't put your hand on one thing and say it's this. Um, no. Like for you, you know, it's various things. Um, and for lots of people out there, um, I know with social media and all these different aspects, uh, 
would you say the outside impacts us or young people quite a lot in terms of why they go down this route of not eating and anorexia, bulimia and all of this? Well, well definitely. I think it comes down to well, it's, it's emotional resilience at the end of the day, learning how to handle our emotions. I mean, I didn't know what emotion <laughs> resilience was. I mean, anorexia is all about blocking, obviously, your feelings out and sort of not, not facing painful emotions. And there was painful emotions going on there. And I didn't know how to deal with it. And the only way I thought to deal with it was, mm. you know, was through my feed and not eating. And if I, if I learned how to deal with those feelings better and mm. um, then learned other strategies then yeah, of course, I, I would have, you know, gone down that road or been able to have some help on how to deal with anxiety, how to deal with emotional abuse. Yeah, I know. Uh, when I was growing up, I did, like you. I mean, you know, and I'm a lot older than you, but we're not going to say how old I am. Um, <laughs> but even when I was growing up, we weren't taught about anxiety and stress growing no. up. And th- and this will bring us onto another subject, you know, about what you do should it be taught in schools and all of that but you know when I went through my um, struggles it was all to do with body image and because I I lived in a world of being an artist a figure skater and the pressures of that and it's it's amazing you kind of go down the same route but they're for different reasons and it's really interesting and you know that brings me on to another point You, you know you talked about um, your parents not knowing um, how to help you and I'm going to kind of skip along because what kind of resources are out there or what, what advice would you give to people who ha- have or know someone who is suffering with you know eating disorders yeah I get this question asked a lot actually especially from my TikTok account it's like how to support a friend who is struggling with an eating disorder and I think it's really important to just support your friend, know that you're there for them. I mean, try not to, you know, include in talk of them, keep the discussions, try not to talk about food, try not to approach them in terms of food, try to approach them, you know, like, are they currently struggling with anything right now? Do they want to talk? Just make yourself available to your friend. Make them know that you're there and, and support them. Um, just having someone there to, you know, be able to listen to, to them as well. I think that's really, really important. Um, yeah, because I I never had that. Uh, mm-hmm. um, I mean, my friends at university they didn't say anything to me, mm-hmm. um, and there was a clear there was a clear thing that I had I had a problem, and I wish that they would have said something to me, like would have asked, like, "Are you okay? Like, you know, I'm here for you if you want to talk." Um, I got I, I got none of that. Like, uh, you know, so I would have killed for a supportive friend back in the day who would have happily listened to me and it would have been there for me yeah and that's so important and what about in terms of how what if i I mean you're talking about listening and be there for them but for parents they are there i mean how how do they cope because for sure they're going through all these emotions and feeling oh my god my i can't support my own child i feel useless i i I don't know how to uh, resonate with them or, you know, because sometimes also the children can't kind of come back and say, you don't get it, you know, you're old and, <laughs> you know, you don't get our life anymore. So how did they cope with situations like this? Yeah, it's, it's a really good question and it's it's a hard one, you know, because especially from my parents' sort of point of view, they didn't really understand it. I mean, it's, it's mental illness at the end of the day and if you don't understand it, it's very difficult because you you don't understand your child and that can be obviously very frustrating and you probably think like you know you're going to panic and you're going to feel some sort of sense of fear um because you you don't know i mean i know my parents were very fearful that's why they just didn't really they didn't really know how to take action because they were scared Mm. i think a lot of parents are scared and they don't know what to do so um i think it's really I mean, my parents were scared, but some people aren't. Everyone's different, right? Mm. Um, everyone's very, very different. I know that mine were very scared. They didn't know what to do. But I think it's really important to reach out. I mean, there's lots of resources out there. Like, I'm a parent, you know, I'm worried about my child. Like, what do I do? There's so many different... And I'm working on these types of resources as well on a, on a new project that I'm doing um, on how to help parents sort of understand and what they can do. Um, to understand what is going on with their child 
Yeah, and I think you're absolutely right. I mean, when we talk about parents being fearful, it's finding out, okay, why are they fearful? And I have yeah. a feeling sometimes they feel like they're to blame for it and they've got to come away from that blame factor. Would you say that's sort of maybe one of the reasons why they're fearful? That they yeah, possibly. I don't think they would admit that, though. <laughs> No, well, it's a hard one. And anything that goes wrong when it's negative or you're scared of something, the first step is to acknowledging self-awareness and admitting, isn't it, before yeah. you take that step Poss forward. Possibly guilt as well. Okay, guilt, yeah. Um, possibly, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, but, but you know, right, I completely agree with what you just said, so um, for sure. Yeah. Um, on... Talking about anorexia, I mean, I was reading up and it, you know, and from our experiences, we know that it's very common amongst girls and women. But however, there is a massive increase in boys and men. Now, what do you yeah. think is the cause of this? Yeah, I mean, males represent at least 25% of anorexia on the race. I mean, that's risen at least over 40% in the last wow. um, a few years. And yeah, there's some statistics out there on that. And it's something that I do want to go into a little bit more. And I haven't actually really looked into the area enough yet of, mm -hmm. of males and eating disorders yet. But I mean, I do know there's an increased amount of like, you know, men wanting to, you know, obviously down to social media, wanting to look and, and be a certain way. Um, I think men find it hard almost to express their emotions or they're kind of brought up the mentality of like, you know, be strong, like man up. But mm. that is so not the case. Like men have emotions too. Um, and I think that, I think we live in a society where, you know, men possibly feel like they have to shy away from their emotions because that's just not normal, right? Uh, we don't show our emotions. We have to be nanny and, and man up and get, and get on with it. <laughs> and it's not, um, you know, my brother had actually said to me once, my, my younger brother, and he said, you know, um, why shouldn't men show their emotions? You know, we God gave men tear ducts. Uh, I don't know if I told you that. And obviously the tear ducts are there to release and cry and show your emotions and that and yeah you know, i always remember that because he told me that <laughs> yeah no that's amazing i mean well yeah they're there for a reason right Absolutely. So, uh, <laughs> i mean not that i've looked into the area enough yet but i feel like mm -hmm. that is probably a big factor mm. um because anorexia is about you know suppressing emotions for painful emotions as well mm. um so yeah massive area because i mean there's one th there's that um, sort of end of the spectrum but then we have the other end of the spectrum where we've got obesity um, I know is that something that you cover as well or are you more down the anorexia side well more down the kind of sort of anorexia sort of side and more emotional sort of eating issues mm. but I would like to do more in obesity there's a course that I'm going to be doing at the National Centre for Eating Disorders they do obesity training there as well so I want to do that so I'm really excited to do that as well but yeah with the case of obesity there's a lot of psychological issues involved with that mm. as well we haven't considered that but like that needs to be considered especially by the government a more compassionate approach needs to be considered other than just weight loss yeah what is your thought you've just brought that up so what is your thought on weight loss diet these um fasting intermittent fasting and all of these aspects because i mean i've done a lot of dieting in my life uh, or not eating as you know um and personally, it's taken me this long, and I'm not going to say how long, but again, because I'll be showing my age. But uh, it's taken me this long to understand that actually dieting for me doesn't work. It's got to be very, I don't know, it's very, what's your thought? Yeah, I mean, a, a diet, so at least 70 to 80% of people that go on a diet, you know, they regain the weight back a year later, um, you know, and that's that's a pretty high, high percentage and it's it's not sustainable. Um, a diet is not sustainable, and there's so many diets out there um, that, that they just want to make a lot of. And they want to make money from people. That's what these diets are there for. Mm. And especially, you know, and it it's it's not great. And I, it's you know, it's very unhealthy for people because you know they're not learning about nutrition properly, and they're not learning how to fuel their bodies correctly. Um, I mean, balancing blood sugar is the first key. You know 
a thing to do for a healthy, sustainable relationship with mm-hmm. food. I mean, things like, you know, intermittent fasting. I mean, that's good for people with type 2 diabetes. There's mm-hmm. research around that. But, you know, I, I couldn't do that. Like, my, my blood sugar would be all over the place. Yeah. Like, I have tried it. Uh, it's a tough one. In fact, my brother-in-law does it, and he does it really well. So, And it works for him. Yeah, I mean, uh, everyone's everyone's different, right? But, you know, I, I, I find for me personally, like, I have to, I'm very active. I have to keep eating consistently. If my blood sugar drops, then I know I need to go and have a snack. Like, you know, who says that we can't snack? What? No. <laughs> so no. ultimately, it comes down to actually knowing your body, isn't it? Really yeah. feeling it, understanding it. Because I suppose you can't compare uh, uh, somebody who's, for example, let's look at professional, who's a professional runner to somebody who's not, or somebody who wants to be a bodybuilder but somebody who just wants to get fit. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, if you're a professional runner, you're going to need way more, you know, nutrition and calories than the average person because you're going to be burning a lot more energy. That's the thing of like calorie counting. That's what I teach clients. You know, calorie counting is not accurate. It's, it's give or take 20%. And, and it all depends on your age, your height, your gender, your weight, your muscle mass, your activity level. There's so many different wow. factors. <laughs> you would have thought. <laughs> You know, and it's just, and it comes down to science as well. And it comes down to, you've got microbiome as well, and you know, and, and genetics and things like that. There's so much that goes, goes into it, especially yeah. calorie counting. And age as well, because, uh, you know, yeah. when you're young, you might burn off more calories. And as you get older, and especially for women, because they start hitting the sort of pre-menopause and your weight's just all over the place and you're having to use supplements for your hair, your bones, and all of this, I suppose, would, be an impact but um, you know what we're kind of going off subject but we're not (laughs) i mean we could talk about this all day but um what are the sort of most common long-term mental health um what's word um implications would you say if people don't seek support don't seek help in terms of um, eating disorders in general, sort of yeah. long term, yeah. Um, I mean, well, one that I see a lot of, and what I had to deal with a lot of, was um, you know digestive issues, so you know IBS um, issues, um, transit issues within the gut. And um, if you're not eating enough food, your transit will slow down and you can get easily bloated. Um, yeah, I mean, gut microbiome issues, so gut bacteria issues. If you're restricting your food intake, then you're starving mm-hmm. your good bacteria, which is required for that healthy immune system and digestion. Um, you know, anything from sort of teeth issues, hair, skin, you know, dry hair, loss of hair, dry skin, um, imbalanced blood sugar, like lack of focus, lack of concentration, um, periods, amenorrhea loss of period yeah i i get that so, so, so i get that so much after me about periods yeah um you know but it's you know your your body i mean stress and anxiety can affect hormones as well so that affects a lot of women and and their periods and obviously if they're not eating enough and they're over exercising then mm. they will lose their period i mean your, you need your body needs energy to have a period absolutely yeah um you know i see it a lot in people who are in sport as well Mm. um you know i mean it happened to me i went into you know i did a lot of running and it happened to me but i had such a wrong mentality at the time i didn't really care it was just like ah i just care about winning i don't care about yes. my health it's that one focus isn't it it's just that one you know and god i just want to win um mm. but you know that mentality didn't get me anywhere i just destroyed my health because of it mm. and it wasn't worth it yeah Absolutely. <laughs> I hear you loud and clear, excuse me. Um, <laughs> in terms of um, what major tip would you have for someone out there who is going through this right now that they could do? So if someone, you know, if there are any listeners out there who are struggling with um, eating or are going down that route, what can they do? To, what's a message you're going to say to them? Yeah, I mean, if you're struggling with your eating right now, I think it's really important for you to speak to someone about it, like a close friend. Or if you can't talk to your mum and dad, then that's fine. Just a close friend to sort of reach out to, who's someone who is going to listen to you, who is who is approachable, um, who who will you know listen and sit you know sit down with you, just just talk it out, just talk to someone, a family member or a friend. You know, don't ever leave it too late because it's certainly not worth it. And 
you know, I, I just wish that I had someone to talk to because um, I would have saved myself many health issues and complications. So please don't be scared to reach out. Uh, absolutely, 100%. And it's about preventing it. So get the tools in place straight away, the support before it gets worse. Yeah. Um, what is your mission, your end mission, that vision for you? Um, well, my main passion is, well, this project that I'm currently working on now is to provide more support um, and education for young people who have started to sort of have issues with food. So, you know, there's going to be a website for that, which will be up soon. That is a project that I'm currently working on. I want to educate people. I want to give young people the power and the knowledge to make their own decisions about nutrition um, so, so they can go on and they can make educated decisions about what is best for their body, um, you know, why I can eat this piece of food. Like, you know, I want them to kind of be like, right, I can eat this because of this. I'm not going to count calories. I'm going to look at the vitamins and the nutrients that this food is going to give me. Um, have Trying to have that a better mentality around food. That is obviously, and um, getting people away, especially young people from weight loss. Fitness mm-hmm. is not about weight loss. Let's, let's promote fitness about being healthy and sustainable, like a non-weight loss focus around fitness absolutely yeah looking at the positives rather than the negatives that you you know if you eat you're going to get this this and this rather than yeah i'm going to be stronger healthier uh more focused all those positive things absolutely really important message there um if well no actually who or what book are you reading or have read that is inspiring you right now Okay, well, I listen to two books. One's an audio book, mm-hmm. um, and it's um, funny enough. It was when I was seeing a hypnotherapist, and she sort of said to me about um, it was all to do with like stress and um, anxiety. And she recommended this book. It's called How the Body Responds to Stress. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really good audio book about how um, it's all about suppressing our emotions and where they get stored in the body. Um, and that was that's really interesting for someone like me because I didn't know that I was storing such depressed emotion within my body Mm. um and the book is great it goes on about all like different diseases that are in response to stress and it's a really good book so i'm really enjoying that and then i'm also reading um spoon fed spoon fed Uh, (laughs) yeah i know it's it's interesting title (laughs) yeah no it's um it's kind of like it's almost everything that we've thought about food is is technically wrong uh, <laughs> and that's what the uh, book is about and it's um i'm finding it really interesting though at the moment it's kind of debunking myths around you know all this extreme view on fitness uh debunking myths around sort of you know, you know calorie counting uh it talks about ve- vegan diets okay. uh, it's a really good book i really recommend i'm loving it spoon fed uh, uh do you know the author what have I uh, God. <laughs> uh tim Spector. okay great tim Spector spoon fed yeah i'm really good at i can remember titles but i never remember the author i'm terrible with things like that so sorry if i put you on the spot there um if our listeners want to um get in touch with you either you know to seek more information about your services how you know you can support someone the support lines or even want to just kind of follow what you're doing how can they get in touch with you yeah, sure. Um, so, well, my new website isn't up yet because it's going to be a new website with the project that I was working on. Um, that's not up yet, but they can go to my website that I have up now because my new one's going to have a, a link attachment to that anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's www.jennytomay.com and there's my Instagram handle, so that's Jenny Tomei. And then obviously my TikTok is called Ask Jen Up. so there we have all the social media links um i've been looking at some of your tiktok Um, i'm not into tiktok i haven't got onto that platform yet Uh, i've got enough with the ones but it looks amazing i love the stuff that you do very very sort of impactful i know you've got a whole load of followers already but the followers that are actually asking questions and interacting with what you're doing for themselves or even for their friends so you know what what you are doing uh jenny is absolutely amazing and is definitely needed and you know i wish you all the success i honestly do um you're going to make a huge difference and you know i hope you get into the schools and the educational sector because it's got to start from there as well far too many young people are suffering as you know 
Yeah, no, thank you ever so much. Yeah, that is my mission to help all these young people. I will do it. <laughs> we'll do it, absolutely. Any last words before we say goodbye? Um, yeah, I just want to say that recovery from an eating disorder is possible. There'll, there'll be many bumps in the road, but, you know, you've got to keep on fighting and you'll eventually get there. And there we have it. Thank you very much, Jenny Tomei. Thank you. <laughs> And there we have it, Jenny Tomei, all about uh, eating disorders, an absolute fantastic interview. Um, she's got so much insight and knowledge uh, and the projects that she has in line are fantastic. So please do connect with her. Um, and if you've got any concerns, please, please as well, do get in touch um, and check out her social media links. Um, there's a lot there. And, you know, some great true words there. You know, it's about educating um, ourselves around this topic. You know, we're not going to get away from social media um, or the magazines and all of these outside factors. But what we can do is build our own self-awareness about the subject and how we look at food, you know, the habits around it. Okay, so I just wanted to give out a few um, details in terms of support lines. There's a lot of um, eating disorder support helplines around the UK that provide help and support for those who may need somebody to talk to in these times of crisis. Um, and, you know, do reach out even before, you, you you know, kind of progresses along. But also they provide advice and information and support for families and friends who may be worried and concerned about the behavior of their loved ones due to eating disorders. So it's a two-way street. So the helplines are there for both. So um, there's so many out there. I'm just going to give you a couple of them. One of them is anorexia and bulimia care. You can contact them. Another one which I know quite well of is called BEAT, B-E-A-T. There's a helpline, there's a student line and a youth line. Um, you know, that's a supporting charity and they cover a lot of areas of um, food eating disorders. Um, of course, you have the child helpline as well. And then there's the Eating Disorder Association, NI. And um, another great one, you know, which we all know about is Mind. So reach out to Mind, even Young Minds. They are there to help as well. And there's a parent helpline and there's a helpline for young persons. So reaching out to these charities for any questions that you may have or even contacting Jenny Tomei and ask her the questions. So uh, as we are coming to an end, I'm just going to check on the tweets. I'd like to say thank you for the tweets that have come in and that you have been following. Um, just check it. Sorry, I need to kind of reach over talking about. Yeah, thank you, Sarah Marsh Collins, for tweeting in. And um, yeah, she's talked about the yeah, speak to Jenny. Definitely. What's the thoughts on that? Great. I'm just going to refresh that. So if you do have any questions as well, do tweet in your comments um, either now, we've got sort of like five minutes or even after the show, um, be happy to answer any questions on that. So a roundup of what's happening. Remember, it's Eating Disorder Week, as I've said, hence why we have Jenny on the show. Uh, yesterday was... Um, University Mental Health Day. Let's continue to support those students out there going through a difficult, tough time and encourage them to speak up about their emotions and uh, talk about, you know, how is it that we can support and help them. Also, 8th of March, International Women's Day. How are you going to be celebrating women's achievements, raising the awareness about women's equality, lobbying for accelerated gender and how are you going to fundraise for female-focused charities? So um, I would like to thank my sponsor, Jade Window Cleaning. Thank you for your sponsorship. And that's his jingle on there as well that we heard earlier on. Now, if you would like to um, support the show by sponsoring the Mindset Matters, then please do email me at mindsethorizons.co.uk. That's mindsethorizons.co.uk. .co.uk uh, and if you would like to come on to the show as a guest to share your story or share your expertise 
in areas of mental health and well-being. And that is anything that comes under that from nutrition to the impact of um, your well-being to dental it's everything that comes under mental health and well-being then please do get in touch with me on the same email mindsethorizons.co.uk you can always connect with me on my LinkedIn profile uh, Twitter Instagram and Facebook Right, so what have I got in for you next week? Well, next week, tune in for my next guest, Billy Hewitt. It is going to be awesome. Billy is a former British Commonwealth, European and World Boxing Champion. So it's not to be missed. I'm not going to say any more. Right, I'm going to be leaving you with my mission, and that is to empower your mind. So I want to empower your mind to live the life that you desire by helping you find clarity and vision through the darkest of times so that you can shine your light. Thank you for listening. Thank you for all your tweets. Um, Have a fantastic weekend. Keep safe and well. And I will see you here same time, same place next week. Mindset Matters Show, exploring mental health and well-being horizons with Zenat Numani on Channel 2 Radio. I can almost see it, that dream I'm dreaming, but there's a voice inside my head saying, You'll never reach it Every step I'm taking Every move I make Feels lost with no direction My faith is shaken But I Ain't gotta keep trying Gotta keep my head held high There's always gonna be I'm always gonna wanna make it move Always gonna be an uphill battle Sometimes I'm gonna have to lose It ain't about how fast I get there Ain't about what's waiting on the other side It's the climb The struggles I'm facing Chances I'm taking Sometimes might knock me down But no, I'm not breaking I may not know it But these are the moments That I'm gonna remember most Yeah, just gotta keep going I'm always gonna